Welcome everyone, old and new listeners. Let's talk about relationships today. As the title says, Divine Mirrors. So relationships are probably the most important area in our lives, whether it is uh, romantic relationships or family, business, just in general social relationships, all our issues, all our uh, problems, all our hidden uh, stuff comes up in social life, right, in social interaction. Um, of course, if we are sitting um, alone uh, somewhere in a cell on top of the mountain, if we meditate, of course we encounter those things within ourselves eventually. But um, in most situations and for most people, um, for the vast majority of us, the journey of self-discovery, of self-healing starts because of some problem in relationships, be it, as I said, romantic love or day-to-day -day interaction with family members, with friends, with business partners. Um, sometimes people are wondering why, uh, well, you know, why? Uh, is nobody listening to me or why can't I make um, lasting friendships? Why do I feel so alone? Or why do my romantic partners keep abandoning me? Or why do I keep abandoning my romantic partners? So there are countless of issues, but at the bottom of most of our search is some form of a relationship with others because it is difficult to see ourselves without relationships and that is what they really are they are our divine mirrors so in this podcast i wanted to bring attention to this aspect to discover more closely what does it actually mean to see a relationship any relationship as a divine mirror and i believe with my whole heart and my whole soul that this is the nature of every relationship in life, every social interaction that we have. They are divine mirrors into our soul. You may have heard this said about soul connections, twin flames, soulmates, that they are our divine mirrors. This is certainly true, but we can look at it more broadly and the truth is every relationship, big or small, is a divine mirror, a certain aspect of us that is reflected back onto us. So complaining about life, complaining about relationships is in effect shouting into a mirror, screaming, oh, why don't you love me? Why don't you listen to me? Why don't you think I am attractive enough? Why are you not doing as I say? And that's what we very often are stuck in doing, right? We are screaming into a mirror, we get upset with a mirror, we break the mirror or we stop looking into a mirror entirely because it gets too painful, it is too uncomfortable. What we're seeing, we don't like what we're seeing. And that's why um, soul connections, for example, are so challenging because they are very good mirrors, very clear mirrors, and uh, they shake us up profoundly because what we're seeing is shocking and uh, uncomfortable to most of us. And so we want to stop looking into the mirror. We don't like what we're seeing. We start 
polishing the mirror. We start, you know, creating um, some distortion. It's like putting makeup on the mirror instead of on your own face. Um, and I think that's how I personally approached many relationships of different kind in my life to, you know, s trying to somehow polish the mirror instead of my own face because it's just a reflection. Everything that we see in life is a reflection of some part of us. It doesn't have to be literal reflection because some negative things, they're certainly not a reflection of negativity in us necessarily. Uh, certain things we encounter in life, they are also a reflection of the choices other people make, right? It's not as uh, simplistic as just seeing our reality, our re reality as our imagination. In a way, we are also existing, we're not existing in a vacuum, we're existing in a life that is shaped by the choices of other people. But what it all points to is some aspect of ourselves. And if it's something very negative, it often points to our reactions, uh, to uh, some aspect that we need to heal in the world and thus in ourselves as well. Because we are like a mini world, a small part of the world enclosed in a particular physical body. So from the soul level perspective, we can approach every relationship, every interaction as a divine mirror, as something that shows us who we are, good or bad. Sometimes it's very obvious, very uh, clear. For example, if people keep rejecting us, uh, friendships, romance, it points to a part of ourself that doesn't love us, right? So it points to the personality that is rejecting our soul. I would put it this way. And so this is the part that we need to work on that is brought up to our attention. Um, one of my teachers uh, calls it the single player mode. Uh, taking full responsibility for everything that happens in life and see it as originating within myself, within my being. So I am the only player in this game and everything else is my creation. So I change my reality by changing myself. This can be easily grasped on an intellectual level, but on a deeper emotional, spiritual level, this is actually a divine revelation. It's, a gra it's revealed by grace, in my opinion, to start seeing, actually living from the single player mode, from taking full responsibility for everything that happens in my life, to Exemplify, um, the best example that comes to my mind is uh, Ho'oponopono, the Hawaiian uh, system of healing that was uh, popularized maybe 30 years ago in the Western world. Um, 
and I think it was uh, Hugh Lay who uh, brought it uh, to the West. But you may have heard the story um, how um, this guy was assigned uh, to work in a ward for clinically, for criminally insane people. Um, and the ward was in such a bad shape that nobody wanted to work there. Uh, the staff were afraid to walk down the corridors. Everything was uh, gloomy and uh, nobody even wanted to come to work uh, because it was so bad and the patients were all criminally insane. And uh, they assigned this new guy, um, I suppose because there was nothing else to do. But what he started with, for three months, he was locked in his uh, room, just looking at uh, the pictures and case studies of every patient. And he was uh, working with Ho'oponopono, um, which... Um, the, t the modality is the mantra <clears throat> that you repeat is, I'm sorry, please forgive me, thank you, I love you. But it is directed not at the other person, it is directed towards the self. So what he was doing for three months was actually healing himself. So healing every aspect of him that somehow brought that reality of that criminally insane person into existence. So this is the radical call for responsibility for the single player mode, looking at any aspect of reality, however distorted, however far it seems from our idealized image of ourselves, that, oh, I'm good, I'm innocent, I have nothing to do with this, and um, embracing it and saying, I'm sorry, Please forgive me that I did not see you before, that I did not acknowledge you before. Thank you for having brought this part of myself to my attention. I love you. I embrace you. I integrate you within my being. And after three months of this, uh, you would say, probably also quite insane work if you look at it from the outside. I don't know what the superiors were saying to this method of uh, a psychiatrist who did not actually speak to his patients. Uh, but things started changing. The staff became more excited to come to work. The patients started getting better. The ward improved, and in the end, I think after two years, the ward was actually closed because um, most of the patients either got better or no longer needed an inpatient treatment. So it works. Single-player mode works, but it requires incredible amount of determination and honesty and determination to heal ourselves. And it's not easy because the ego comes in and it will start saying that, oh, you know, this person who treated me badly, well, I'm sorry, but I'm completely innocent. There is nothing in me that prompted this behavior or this reaction. I'm sorry, I'm never going to forgive him. All of your talk about Ho'oponopono is great, but it fits someone else. It doesn't suit me. 
So, no, I'm not going to forgive that person. They're not worthy of my forgiveness. And this is how we very often react uh, to situations that, you know, upset us, throw us off balance. Sometimes very deep healing is required for more, you know, difficult, traumatic situations. And again, I don't want to oversimplify reality or justify abuse or say that somehow we are to blame for things that happen in our reality. No, Um, 100% responsibility that a single player mode calls for is not the same as blame. Blame comes from the ego, from personality. It's our inner critic uh, coming up. Uh, But the reality of looking at every relationship as a divine mirror is deeper than that. It's not about blame. It's about embracing everything. It's about holding everything in loving awareness. One great stumbling block uh, to this is actually the dualistic, especially in the West, influenced by um, Christianity, for example, is that dualistic perspective, Uh, but also in other religions. Uh, So you have good, bad, you have God and the devil, right? So, oh, the devil made me do it. Or this guy is, uh, must be possessed by the devil for, (laughs) because he's doing this and that. Um, So there's something bad outside of us that we can blame, that we can project this darkness onto. And it makes life easier in a way, because we can always blame the devil for, um, you know, for everything that is wrong. Um, So this call to radical embracing, radical acceptance of everything as a divine mirror, um, it has to do with also breaking down the barriers of, of dualism. So it goes beyond dualistic perception of reality. We accept everything as part of a reality, right? We accept Uh, the rain as life-giving water, but also as a destructive force that causes floods, for example. And all of it is part of the same reality. So going beyond dualism. Dualism, I I think in one of my previous podcasts, I spoke about uh, this, um, you know, disillusionment with God, for example, or religion, or saying, well, you... Uh, how can there be God uh, if so many bad things happen in the world? So this also comes from this perspective that um, created image of goodness while we don't actually know what good and bad is because some bad things that happen to us, they lead to something good. And then looking back, uh, we see the transformational effect that seemingly bad things have brought about. But the reality is beyond good and bad, right? Because whether we like it or not, rain, floods, hurricanes, um, perfect weather, they're still going to happen no matter how we react to them. So the reality is beyond good and bad. The reality just is. And our call at the soul level is to accept what is with peace and loving awareness and accepting what is does not mean resignation does not mean passivity and it also does not mean that so-called bad things will stop happening to us 
the reality will continue being as it is. And this call to seeing relationships as divine mirrors, it is part of this reality. Um, and it can be very difficult. Um, one of the most transformational moments in my life, it actually happened not so long ago when I saw precisely this thing that um, a difficult relationship that I was having was actually a mirror into my own reality, a mirror into my own states of being, my own soul, showing me all the things that I disliked about myself, that I pushed away about myself, the more toxic patterns, the um, toxic masculine within me, right? Because within us is the whole universe, just as without outside of us. And it's very difficult to explain such profound realizations in words because they come like a glimpse and and you go wow you know there is there is no one to blame there is no one to there is nothing to blame it it just is so I just have to embrace and accept the parts of me that for example if I keep meeting or wanting to rescue someone and they refuse <laughs> to be rescued well one aspect of this is of course um, it's a mark of a healer, um, probably immature healer, but it is a mark of a healer wanting to rescue people. Um, but another aspect is, what about those parts of me that don't want to be rescued, that don't want to be healed, right? I'm projecting them outwards, but the truth is, within me, there are also parts that don't want to be healed, that want to hold on to their crutches, that want to... I don't know, overeat or smoke or drink or talk too much or neglect uh, maybe some more spiritual pursuits in favor of um, uh, some less spiritual pursuits that want to be lazy rather than um, cleaning the house, for example, etc., etc. So you can find very simple and very complicated examples um, to it. But there are parts within me that don't want to be rescued, that don't want to surrender to my soul. And of course, it's easier to create a reality outwardly than to deal with those parts. And that's why some very good people objectively good people encounter profound difficulties in their life. Bad things happen to good people, as we all know, uh, but it's also an expression of the inner shadow. It's unwillingness to integrate those shadow aspects of ourselves because everyone is like a microcosm of a greater reality. And so, but we refuse very often to see that, uh, well, I'm good. Um, one example of this is uh, soul connections, such as twin flames. Um, there is very often one partner who is good and the other one who is bad and act acting out. 
and running away. It's not always the case, but there is a stage sometimes when, when this happens. So one comes to awareness that this is actually a soul connection, a very deep soul connection, and they want to make it a relationship, a working relationship, and uh, live together uh, and work together. And the other person is uh, running away from it, rejecting it, often engaging in self-destructive behavior, doing crazy things, uh, provoking uh, the other, etc., etc. And um, so the, the more awake person often starts complaining, well, why am I the only one who is doing the work? Oh, I am innocent. You know, the other guy is to blame. Oh, why is he being such an asshole? He's just constantly an asshole to me. What have I done to deserve this, etc., etc.? Um, and it's very difficult to snap out of this because um, the other person is indeed acting more and more bizarrely and strangely, and uh, we become the victim, but also the the suffering victim, right? So I am I am good. I'm innocent. And this other person just keeps throwing bad things at me. What is going on? What is happening? Um, but if we turn it around, if we look at it as a divine mirror, it suddenly becomes very clear this is all a reflection of our inner reality, of the inner child, the inner male. Uh, with women, uh, it's, it happens more often. Uh, that, you know, women are the innocent ones, the so-called innocent ones in soul connections, and the guy starts running around and acting uh, out. And um, But the reality is that within a woman there is also an inner male, and that inner male is um, often collapsed and very um, damaged simply because of the way the balance of inner male and female is because the women have also been abused over the centuries so we carry that wounding within ourselves and we in a way hate that inner male for being an abuser so this is a reflection the outward things are a reflection of inner reality our own subpersonalities fighting with each other so when we are at war with ourselves we always project it outwards of course and we create wars, and we create arguments, and we create uh, a reality where we are a perpetual victim. Um, sometimes the I have had for many years an argument against this worldview that, well, you know, but what do you do with abuse, and what do you do with people who are objectively mean to you and abusive? Being in a single-player mode, seeing everything as a reflection of your own inner reality, does not mean 100%. It never means justifying abuse or allowing it to happen. On the contrary, we are encouraged by this approach to set very firm boundaries and actually leads us out of the victim mode. So, no, abuse is never to be justified. Um, breaking the law, behaving irresponsibly, it has consequences for everyone. 
and it's of course the other people that are in our lives they are completely free to make their own choices and take the consequences of those choices and abusive behavior is never to be tolerated so the single player mode the capacity to see everything as a divine mirror has nothing to do with tolerating abuse or accepting anyone else's bad behavior or sitting and blaming ourselves for oh I must have created this situation again something is wrong with me I I am the one to blame for everything that has happened that is a distortion um, that's not the single player mode seeing uh, divine mirrors is a non-dual view of reality. It's not seeing everything as outside of yourself, but as a reflection of, of our own inner workings. And it's so difficult precisely because it requires courage to see that darkness as part, as part of reality, the darkness as part of ourselves. Uh, and it requires a great deal of forgiveness and self-compassion. Uh, while at the same time, of course, we function in a social environment, we have to say no to people. We have to grow into power. The truth is, the more we act out of the single player mode, um, again, I keep repeating this because I like, um, I do like the definition of it, um, but the more we act out of the sense that everything is a divine mirror of my reality, the better we become at setting boundaries, the better we become at saying no. Firm boundaries are a sign of power, of inner power. Now the difference is how we respond to it emotionally. There is one thing, you know, you say no because it's not acceptable. But how does it affect you? Do you go around thinking about it? For, for days, for weeks, for years maybe, feeling upset, frustrated, uh, blaming another person, blaming yourself? Or do you just set, set those boundaries, do the work and move on? Because the emotional response to boundaries, the emotional response to what other people do, is a mark of you know whether your ego is involved or whether you're acting from your soul so if you are upset offended thrown off balance it means that you're not acting from from the holistic perspective from that place of uh, inner balance the place of seeing everything as divine mirror and that's where work such as Ho'oponopono comes in where we actually do embrace and accept those hidden parts of ourselves in loving awareness. Um, and the truth is, uh, Ho'oponopono has been coming up for me very often lately. Um, I um, used to work with it several years ago, and, um, and then it kind of went into the background. Um, but I think it's one of the most important tools for um, self-healing and for staying in that 100% responsibility, 100% awareness, for embracing everything with, with loving awareness. You can look it up, find um, you know, the, this teaching that works. 
there are several people teaching Ho'oponopono and there are several uh, healing modalities that have developed around it. But it is a very profound, very simple tool for inner healing, for working with every relationship as a divine mirror of um, our inner reality. Um, so from the soul level, as I work with the Akashic Records, um, people often come to me with um, those soul relationships in particular, such as twin flames um, and karmic connections, for example. And these are very challenging divine mirrors because they often mirror to us things that we have been avoiding for lifetimes. Um, so to uncover them, first we need to heal uh, the trauma, the, the pain that is on the surface. And then we dig deeper and we go deeper into the root of the problem. Uh, the Akashic Records are a great tool of finding that root. But very often um, people find that they need other supplementary healing, you know, some emotional release modalities, some other forms of healing to work through the, the traumas, the layers of um, denial that we have created over, you know, over the original problem. So soul connections are very challenging and especially when we start running from the reality of them, they can become very destructive as well. Um, people who, I mean, I, I know several cases when, you know, people in deep soul connections, karmic relationships, soulmates, twin flames, they have um, had uh, their lives turned upside down and destroyed very often or they have been denying reality to the point where they, you know, started acting and living irrationally for many years, destroying their lives with their own hands because they refused to see the reality. And that's, ha that's what happens when we refuse to look in the mirror for a long time. We can refuse that, but reality will not go away. It will keep knocking on the door. Uh, but if we refuse to look into the mirror, um, it's... Um, it is destructive. So I guess the reason I am talking about it is to encourage you and myself once again to look into every to look at every encounter, at um, every situation that is presented as a divine mirror, as an opportunity to see the reflection of ourselves, not what is wrong with ourselves, but what is, to simply learn to be at peace with what is. And that eases off that inner war that brings more peace, more awareness. So I will leave you with, with that today, I think, uh, as something to contemplate and as an encouragement to truly accept every relationship that comes into a life as, as a divine mirror, as an opportunity to embrace the things within ourselves that we have denied, we have refused uh, for some reason. So I wish you many blessings and until next time.